0: Hey, beautiful people, this is Kimmy B. You
1: already know what your girl loves. And Melly Mel.
0: And you are listening to Black on the Prowl on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. So guys, we are back in the studio, and I'm glad to... Well, we're not in the studio, but we're back, you know, on campus. We're virtual. We're virtually <laughs> in the studio, but we're back on campus. Yeah. That's the important part. And I'm glad to be. Um, we had that extended summer um how was y'all summer boring (laughs) boring
2: it was interesting I feel I I worked a little bit I think it was a little interesting because I definitely got closer to my brother so that was nice that was nice I got closer to family at least oh that's good somewhat I I I will
1: say this is the first time Mm -hmm. I've been home where like me and my mom were stuck together for a long period of time and we really didn't argue. Like, I pretty much spent my whole summer with my parents and it was actually Mm -hmm. pretty good. It was pretty chill. (laughs) I was saying,
2: I just also thought it was nice to be alone and to really connect with yourself. Like, I feel like everybody saw a different side of their selves that they didn't see in themselves, I guess. Mm -hmm. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Got to learn a lot about you.
0: Yeah, I said the same. For me, mostly, um, in the words of Fats Waller, I had nothing to do and all day to do it, so I took my time. <laughs> um, but uh, my summer was fine. Like, like, and when I ask anybody, they always say, "You know, it's as well as it could have been," um, but yeah, yeah, you know, it was decent. But getting to our content for today, first, I want to hit you with a black fact attack. Today, we're going to be talking about um, Dr. Charles Drew. So Dr. Charles R. Drew was born on June 3rd, 1904 in Washington, D.C., and he was a true pioneer in the medical field. Um, He pioneered a method of storing blood plasma for transfusions, and he actually organized the first large-scale blood bank in the U.S. during uh, World War II. After the war, he began to develop a blood storage program at the American Red Cross, but he resigned. Soon after officials decided to segregate the blood of African Americans, mm-hmm. uh, but Drew continued on to become, yeah, <laughs> that's America. <laughs> but he continued to become a chief surgeon at Freeman's Hospital in Washington, D.C., and the first black examiner for the American Board of Surgery. This is coming to you from Berkers Hospital Wow, I just love
1: black people.
0: <laughs> exactly exactly we invented stuff. Yes. like when you think of anything that's like a major innovation that we use on a daily basis black like people. people
1: everything <laughs> black people
0: so definitely they can't
2: send us back
0: yeah because <laughs> we'll we take everything with us and they won't be nothing left
2: mm-hmm.
0: maybe a couple of walls <laughs> uh, but no even like i saw a um post that was talking about like um basically saying that black people like built America. Like, honestly, like when you we did, about, like not just think about like, I mean, of course, slavery and like building the wealth that, you know, these rich people, uh you know, um, benefit from today. But just like, like I just said, regular inventions, like the remote control that was invented by a black man, traffic lights, black people, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff was invented by black people. And then the credit was stolen, like a lot of other stuff. So it's, it's no telling. We probably everything. Like the light honestly. bulb,
1: a black man helped to create the light bulb mm-hmm. yes yes he did
0: yeah there's so much stuff and a lot of people don't know about it so i think we might need to do an episode just on black inventions in general because it's so many you know and there's so many things that people won't even won't even thinking about you know on a daily basis that you're using and you know a brother or a sister invented that thing that you're just using every day taking advantage of so mm-hmm. that's definitely something to think about but preach um,
1: reverend kenny preach <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know it now. Yeah, I know it. I get I get taken to church in here now. But um <laughs> <laughs> um but let's get into your topic, though, on um getting into like this presidential election and everything going on with politics right now this year.
1: Yes. Politics has really plagued this summer. Everything this mm-hmm. summer was just politics. It was a lot. Mhm.
2: Every really minute ended every-
1: Yeah, so we're going to unpack all of that that we had to deal with this summer so we can unpack it, lay it out on the table, and leave it there because I feel like I've been talking about politics all summer.
2: You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. You can't pretend and sit there like it's not happening. Open your eyes. It's here. It's here.
1: You're at that age now. Come on. (laughs) So starting off with politics, let's get into our upcoming presidential election. We have 59 days until the presidential election. And I hope and pray we won't have about one, two, or three specials on it. So I ain't going to talk about it again. But I'm just going to do a quick shout out that if you are listening and you are not registered to vote, please go register.
0: Definitely. Yes. And I'm going to leave it
1: at that. (laughs) But yes, there are 59 days until our upcoming presidential election. Recently, both the Democratic and Republican parties had their conventions where the Democratic Party officially announced um, Joe Biden will be running for them with his running mate Kamala Harris, and of course, um, the Republican Party will have President Trump running on their behalf. We also been we also dealt with the loss of John Lewis in the politics. Congressman John Lewis passed away during the summer rest in peace very thoughtful man who was very was a key member of the civil rights movement good trouble y'all which is what we kind of getting into these days we get into a lot of good trouble and also dealing with the election who lord <laughs> i don't even want to talk about it kanye west is trying to run for president lord help Kanye is, um, oh. currently, as of now, as of, um, us recording, <sighs> as of right now, he is only on the ballot in nine states, but, um, he might be in a little bit of, um, election trouble because apparently a lot of the states where he has been trying to submit signatures, he has been submitting false signatures,
0: Oh lord!
1: which, you know, can turn into a federal investigation, which it's a federal offense Mm. but um him attempting to run for this presidency has a lot of people questioning um the state of his mental health as well as many other things so yeah there's a lot of things going on as far as the presidential election currently you know president likes to tweet a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of things have been said from the democratic nominee a lot of things in relation to african americans have been said so this is i'm i'm trying to say what i can freely say (laughs)
0: Yeah, we got to stay, you know, nonpartisan.
1: Um, In an unbiased way. I'm trying yeah, to say unbiased. what I can say. <laughs> but um, a lot of things have yes. been said. So this is sure to be a very interesting. A lot of, a
2: lot of things were said.
1: A lot
0: of things um, that. Um,
2: but like at the end of the day, you know, anybody else influence your own decision, you vote based on what you want.
0: And that's why it's so important to really um, do your research the school is putting together um, different organizations on campus are putting, that, putting together different programs so that we can um, basically be educated on you know what our candidates are standing for because that's right. the main thing you know you want to vote with you know a bit of knowledge on what you're voting for what that person stands for and you know what kind of things they've done in the, not necessarily done in the past but what kind of things that you think they'll do in the future and what they plan to do in the future moving forward um, Cause that's really just you know the decision that will look at you know how our country is going to be you know looking for the next four years mm-hmm. you know so it's a very important year to really like uh, Lauren said make sure that you're registered to vote I know if you yes. are in Georgia early voting actually starts October twelfth through the thirtieth so that's a which really I good will time. be early yeah, voting definitely definitely lines are shorter it's really the best time to vote y'all if y'all can do early voting please do especially um, if you're on campus that's gives you some time to run home on a weekend and kind of like vote and then come back without having to worry about you know um, because voting day is like Tuesday I know a lot of teachers are giving that class off but you might not want to run home and then come back on that same day so try to get early voting in so like like you said make sure you're registered and um, just be educated on the candidates you know I know a lot of stuff is going on on social media about who believes what and who did this in the past, but I'm telling you guys, just really educate yourself on these candidates and make sure that you are taking yourself to the polls with some knowledge.
1: Yeah, and I will say, um, as far as voting in person, because, um, you know, I know with everything that's going on currently in our state of society with the pandemic and everything, everybody not may not feel comfortable voting in person. However you vote that is comfortable with you, as long as you vote, that's really all I personally care about just yep. please use your voice and vote, yes, ma'am. but um, I definitely will say there has been a lot. I personally am choosing the option to vote in person because there has been a lot going on as far as um, questioning the validity of absentee ballots mm-hmm. and the United States Postal Office mm-hmm. and everything. So I will definitely say um, if you do feel comfortable me personally, I would suggest voting in person, but whatever makes you feel comfortable, just use your voice.
0: And I will say some uh, districts and cities are doing this thing. And I believe Columbus is doing it where you can uh, fill out a absentee ballot or like a mail-in ballot, and you can take it to the polling place. If you don't feel comfortable, like going in and waiting in line, it's like a Mm -hmm. drop-off bin. You can just drive up, drop it off, and they'll put it that way, you know, what's going into the actual, you know, ballot box, you know, and it's not just in a mail where it can end up anywhere, you know, So that's another option you have if you um, want to go if you don't feel comfortable like getting in the lines and being exposed to that many people, you know, you can still have that option Mm -hmm. in some areas.
1: Yes. And in dealing with um, this upcoming election and a lot of things that have been talked about, one of the biggest topics of this summer has been racism, systematic racism. Yes. To put it in plain terms, black people are fed up. (laughs) We're we're fed Mm -hmm. up.
2: Point blank, period. Simple. That's the best it way is. I can
1: describe it. <laughs> we're fed up. Um, at, on August 28th, specifically, thousands of people gathered at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. on the anniversary of the historic March on Washington. Um, many of the people that um, marched were also out there in protest over the recent shooting of Jacob Black in mm-hmm. Kenosha, Wisconsin, the 29-year-old who was shot in the back. Um, many people also spoke, such as family members of George Floyd. Um, some of Breonna Taylor's family members also spoke at the event. Um, Reverend Al Sharpton, you know, he's always there. <laughs> he was out there speaking. And um, it just seemed like such a powerful moment. I actually, my dad was supposed to go. And then because of the pandemic and everything, he was a little concerned. And I actually kind of feel bad that he didn't get to go because it just seemed like such a beautiful experience i wish i would have been able to go
2: again this is this is the time where you have to open your eyes and really pay attention to what is going on in the world this is the one thing that has upset me the most is most people are treating the black lives matter the black lives matter movement as a trend and it's not a trend it's something that happens every single day that we need to be aware of we need to do something about y'all are just sitting there and you're only posting for instagram just so your black friends can see it but you're not posting with reason, with purpose and with the cause.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll say, yeah. I think one thing with this uh, movement, and I mean, I, I, a lot of people have different, you know, opinions as far as, you know, how allyship should look and what um, is, you know, the role of other people's, uh, you know, other race, non, you know, people of color, what their right. role is in all of this. And I personally think that, I mean, I understand allyship is important and it's important to, you know, um, be in this fight together but I really hate to see a lot of black people that are pushing so hard for white people to say something. When I mean, I can understand why and not they doing anything or about why it or they can, but at the end of the day, this is not their fight necessarily. And I feel like it's too much energy right. going into... Well, I wouldn't I mean, even say, I wouldn't say necessarily.
1: Say I would say mm-hmm. period. It's not their fight, period, it's it's not, it's not what not I would fight. say. Because
2: like, sometimes people take it for, they're speaking for us. You can't speak for us. You can stand with us. Mm-hmm.
0: Correct. Definitely.
2: But you can't speak for us
0: definitely and, what and I
1: will like, say for <laughs> I will say for any if there are I don't know if there are any um allies that listen to our show but if there are any allies that are listening one thing that I think that um every ally every non-person of color ally should be aware of is it is not your friends of color it is not their responsibility to educate you it is your responsibility to educate yourself on yeah. what is going on, and it is your responsibility to. There's um, actually because I'm taking um, stage management this semester.
2: Oh, how about that? And mm-hmm. one of the
1: things that is a characteristic of being a good stage manager is knowing when to have your mouth shut and your mm-hmm. eyes and mm-hmm. ears open. Definitely. And I think that that actually applies really well to this situation because I think um, a lot of allies. Something that we're not saying, not in a negative way or in like a judgmental way, but just in a you've spoken for us. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to say this. Non people of color have spoken for people of color long enough and it's spoken for us in situations when we didn't need you to speak for us. Mm-hmm. So now is the time for you to maybe close your mouth and keep your eyes and ears open so that you can understand, so that you can hear what we're saying and you can see how we feel.
0: Definitely. Yes. Definitely. I feel like a lot of the movement has been, um, and I think Mel, that's kind of where you were going as far as like how it seems like it's just trending, you know, people are posting about mm-hmm. it, and it's this and that, and it's, you know, but that's not what it is. It's, it's, we're fighting for change.
2: This is everyday like,
0: life. It's, it's everyday life for, you know, people of color. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like we have to stop looking for, you know, someone else to step in and someone else to show their support and show our own support and, you know what I'm saying, be out there protesting, you know, peacefully or, you know, however you feel that you can uh, safely um, be engaged in the uh, movement. Uh, Lauren?
1: And because I would say this movement isn't just, um, this movement isn't just affecting um, so much, like obviously it's affecting Black people and everything, but this movement is really making serious strides as of this summer where, you know, um, with everything attempting to reopen during the pandemic and everything. Mm -hmm. You've got NBA players that don't want to play, WNBA players, baseball players, like athletes and like people who, you know, are in that position Mm -hmm. that they can do that. Um, They're threatening to not play in protest, which Mm -hmm. I think is actually really awesome. Because I do think think that while to some extent they're in a better position than. Middle class people are. I do think it is important to acknowledge the fact that, you know, that is how they make their living. That is how they feed their families. And they're choosing not to. Right. They're choosing to protest over their check because they acknowledge that, you know, this is a situation that's been going on for long enough the police brutality and the systematic racism and, you know, everything from. I can't walk down the street without you looking at me crazy to I have to wear my hair a certain way to get a job. Like at this point, enough mm-hmm. enough. is enough. so I think it's really cool. Um, some of the people who are in that position to really take a stand. I think it's really cool that, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of the people who own the end, who own stock in the NBA or who own teams and stuff, a lot of them are not people of color and that's affecting their money. So maybe if we affect your pockets, you'll finally listen
0: to what we're saying and i will say that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that the black community has so much power economically that we can Mm -hmm. shut the show down real quick we can shut the show down real (laughs) quick but the Mm -hmm. problem is and i feel like there was a shift but i feel like people are just going back and it was a it was a period i know people say you know cancel culture isn't great and all that kind of stuff and i feel like for individuals I think it's better to educate somebody than just to like cancel them out. But for companies who have tons of have, have boards of people making decisions, when they make a wrong decision, they're canceled. That's it. That's all. Especially um, I, I'm not going to have to go through companies because I mean, it's, I can go to each each and every one of them. I mean, Fortune 500, I can go down the list, but I'm not going to do that. What I will say is that most of the companies that you buy, you know, your everyday stuff from and things that you might you know enjoy to buy. There's a black company selling the same thing support your brothers and sisters y'all mm-hmm.
1: yes. it's
0: so hard because i just started two companies over the summer a company selling shea butter and a company selling apparel and it's yes mr
1: entrepreneur <laughs> yes sir
0: but it's so hard for um black entrepreneurs because you're already a small business and on top of that you're a minority-owned business so that kind of yeah. gives you you know like mm-hmm. it, it, it's two strikes against you already you know what i'm saying and then people always are going to these big companies for things. And part of it is convenience. It's like, I, And I, I follow, I fall victim to it. It's a lot easier to go to Walmart and buy my fruit or my food or whatever I'm buying from Walmart. It's a lot easier to order whatever I order off of Amazon. But there's a website called webuyblack.com where you can order a lot of your everyday products. And I think I brought this up on the show before. Um, over the summer, they actually are doing these... Um, uh, what's it called? Big black bag. And we could do it. We're doing another episode on, you know, black entrepreneurship and I'll get more into it. But mm-hmm. for now, there's this, uh, like I said, webuyblack.com. We, the um, big black bag, you get like 25, 50, um, they have $100 levels. Um, and you can just get like a $25 bag and it sends you a couple of um, black owned products that are good products. I've been doing that using this uh, true detergent which is a black owned uh, laundry detergent and it's better than getting tired or game. And it's black owned and it's like natural and vegan and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, like I- I'm not losing and it's not that expensive. I mean, you really got to look at these companies and see which companies you can support that um, will actually benefit you. Cause a lot of them will.
1: And I would just also like to bring up the fact, um, you know, the thing that's really been fueling this movement is a lot of the, um, police brutality cases. We had a lot of wonderful lives lost this year. Um, Ahmaud Arbery, um, George Floyd, our beautiful sister, Brianna Taylor, who whose officers have not been arrested nor charged as of the recording of this episode. Um, Jacob Black, most recently Jacob Black, who as of this episode, by the grace of God is still alive. Um, who is now paralyzed? Uh, it's been it's been a lot this this semester 2020 as a whole has just been a lot, and I think with everything that's been going on, Black people are we're just really we're fed up.
0: Definitely, and you know, me and my Mom actually were talking about this, and I think one of the reasons that things really did hit the fan uh, this time around because you know police brutality and. Uh, The police killing black people and racial injustice has been going on for damn near (laughs) day. It's nothing new. (laughs) Um, new. But I think one thing that really made the movement hit the fan this year is because of the pandemic, everybody was already at home. Folks, Mm -hmm. jobs weren't secure. There was already a lot of tension in the air just from the (laughs) pandemic. And then on top of that, they still killing black people. So folks say, you know what? I I can't, I can't, I can't surround them (laughs) up. And I feel like that's really the reason that uh, this thing is hitting the fan. And what I really ch- challenge folks to do is, you know, is you know, um, when we get to a point where you know, Corona is finally gonna leave us alone, um, we mm-hmm. have to keep the movement going. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. we get change, I feel like a lot of protests right now are very um, for show, <laughs> to a certain extent. Where it's like you're just out here protesting but you're not out there protesting for something you know back in the day they had sit-ins and they sat there until they were removed or until they were served they didn't sit in a sit-in for 10 minutes and then say okay y'all let's leave they sat there until they were served or until they were thrown out you know what i'm saying right. and a lot of folks they're not ready to do that sacrifice they're not ready to they're not ready to put their you know uh, stuff on the line like that where they might go to jail if they don't you know what i'm saying and i feel but like but i
1: will say mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable protesting there are other ways because yeah, I, yeah, I'll be honest. Um, I was not when everything you know really hit the fan in Atlanta and we were having like the two-week straight protests and everything. I will be honest. I was not out there downtown mm-hmm. protesting. I, I, I was not my. It was for me and my family personally. It was just a situation of safety, which definitely. Let me be very clear. Yeah. I commend any and everybody who felt comfortable and who risked their lives going out there Mm -hmm. because I was seeing people getting tear gassed and getting beaten down and getting assaulted and stuff by the people who are supposed to protect them. So I commend anybody who can do it. And I commend anybody that did do it because I think it's a wonderful thing. It was just for me and my family personally, it was a safety issue, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I'm an only child. You know, my Mm -hmm. my parents, they don't got spares. (laughs) So it, it was just... It was just, I mean, it was just a safety thing where it was, you know, they didn't, none of us really felt comfortable as far as let's go out there and just the way that they were treating them. But, um, I will say while I didn't protest, I did use what little platform I have and the voice that I have to, um, sign petitions. I helped a lot of people in my community organize the things that they, um, were planning to do in my small little city area that i live in Mm -hmm. um i Mm don't got 50 million followers but i i got two or three hundred that need to know so i made sure you know snapchatting instagramming and all that stuff just because you don't you don't have to have 50 million followers you don't have to be a reality star you don't have to be all that to use your voice is what i'm trying to say
0: definitely
2: exactly exactly you don't have Some- to be up there and famous.
1: <laughs> right. Sometimes you all- just saying something is enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing uh, I kind of want to go back to what my point that I just made a little bit, as far as, you know, um, how protests are set up now. And like, I do honestly, like, like you said, people were out there getting shot with rubber bullets and, mm-hmm. um, getting, you know, like you said, tear gassed and all that kind of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just like back in the day when they were spraying us down with water hoses and all that kind of crazy stuff, so I do commend all of you who are out there doing that The reason that I say that protests now are looking a little are looking different is because there is and i and I can't deny it there's a lack of organization. I feel like it might be a fire that go around that somebody you never know who made it, but somebody made a little fire that says we're gonna go to the city hall and sell the steps and then it usually says from like four to five <laughs> and from four to five, what what have you accomplished is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And what ends up happening a lot of times is you have uh, instigators, and I'm sure everybody heard about all the instigation going on, where you might show up to a protest location and then there's a stack of bricks there (laughs) just for somebody to start some mess, and then you have people who are going out there who aren't out there for the right reasons, who are starting to, you know, just start up hell for no reason. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. And I feel like if we have, a, have it organized from the jump, where it's like, okay, we're gonna go stand right here, we're gonna stand there, silence. And we're gonna stay there until, um, until they change this policy, right? My thing is, if it's organized on that level, when somebody come out there acting a the fool, there's one fool out of 100 non-fools. So somebody gonna say, hey, you, get yourself together. You know what I'm saying? That's if it's organized from the jump. But if it's already o- organized kind of loose in the beginning, then it's either for somebody to come out of adding food. And like we always say, monkey see, monkey do. So somebody started the food, and everybody started food, and then it ended up being a whole mess. So my thing is we really, and, and that's one thing that our generation, I think, is lacking is a, a true leader of the movement. You know what I'm saying? Because when you think about civil rights, you had Dr. King, you had Malcolm X, like we said, John Lewis, you know, who just passed. We had those leaders, but they're gone. You know what I'm saying? Who is going to step up? To be that next person who is going to lead the movement and that's the real question that we got to ask ourselves
1: well i mean i i agree that you know certain protests and things could be more organized and everything but i mean i remember talking to my mom and my aunt and my grandmother about it and um something that my mom said to me when she was like i think white people are starting to understand we may not be Martin, or we may not be Malcolm, or we may or we may not be Angela mm-hmm. or whoever. We may not be them. But she was like, I think white people are starting to understand these are the grandchildren of Martin. These are the grandchildren of Malcolm. These are the grandchildren of Angela. And they are as fed up as they were. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that we, you know, don't have leadership necessarily, because I've seen like Shoot, you know what? Say what you want about reality stars and say what you want about celebrities and all that. But I tell you one thing, somebody that I have such a newfound respect for, Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She is somebody I have such a newfound respect for. Mm -hmm. Where Not that I didn't have respect for her before, but that woman has a child, she has a family, and she has a brand. And she is risking all of that. She's been arrested on, what, three times? protesting protesting for George Floyd and protesting for Jacob Black and protesting for Breonna Taylor and she has been out there getting tear gassed and getting beaten down with everybody else so I wouldn't necessarily say that we don't have leadership because I feel like somebody in that position who in my opinion has a lot to lose Mm -hmm. that shows me leadership and her being like Mm -hmm. yeah I got a lot to lose but that doesn't change the fact that right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yes, and I can see that. Um, so my thing with it is really just, like I said, I think um, having organized. Pro- and I see that there are leaders, you know, arising. And what, what really is, you know, messing it up is that people, if it, it, it's two problems. One, is too many people who want to lead and a lot of people don't know how to. And then another problem yes. is that too many people will follow anybody. And those are two real issues we have. So we do have some leaders who are coming up who are, I mean, great leaders who will really be able to carry this movement. But then you also have leaders who are trying to put stuff together, but they don't really know what they're doing. So it kind of falling off because they try to put it together, but it's not playing through. And then you have fools come out, like I just said, and they throw it off. And then you have people people from the beginning, they will lead, they will follow anybody. If you say we're going to go Burn down, doggone McDonald's. They just gonna be like, "Oh yeah," and it's gonna jump, run out there, and just start, and and end up being a mess. So I feel yeah. like that's where the problem comes in. Is that it's too many people who will follow anybody, and then there's leaders who don't really know how to lead.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it takes a village, and I mean, I also think fools are inevitable. You're going to find no, a no, fool wherever you is. go. I can walk outside my front door right now, and I promise you I'll see a fool walking by me in the hallway.
0: Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> I mean, I think – You ain't lying, man. You ain't lying. But I think the no. important thing is – I think the important thing is um, where this might be something that the news needs to fix where we're getting shown the fool a lot more than we're getting shown the leader. We're getting That's shown right. the, the one, idiot out one, there – that is a problem. Setting stuff on fire and trying to blow stuff up. That's seeing The people, because it's not that they're not out there. Mm-hmm. It's it's that they're not being shown us. It's that we're not seeing. Exactly. Them. They want to show it. us the fool showing his behind all day, but they don't want to show right, us the, the words, person laying down. Person. Words that
2: they place. In right. the words that they label us as, mm-hmm. like, like I don't know if y'all seen it. I think I mentioned it before, but it's that Instagram post where they take the 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 recording of how they depict the protest and they put it over you know like white people like riding based off yeah, of a it. baseball game it. and their favorite baseball team winning and putting or their theirs favorite on a couple of hours where right and it's like we're always depict like they always want to show the part where like you said we're showing our behind and like there's things going on that didn't play that didn't play out right the words like thugs and these criminals and stuff like that, but you put it on top, but you switch out the audio for something just as simple as white people rioting for baseball games. And it's like look at these teens um happily celebrating their baseball team winning and stuff like that when theirs is theirs is far more worse than what Mm -hmm. actually happened at, at ours.
0: Definitely um the news and and that's one thing with the media like I, oh my goodness the media i just i just hate it i really do <laughs> and hopefully you know um we can change it uh through not not just our show right now but as we you know matriculate through our careers um but the media is very biased and it really is and i don't want to really get too much into that because we are kind of running running low on time but it really yeah. is biased because even outside of just the movement because you are right, male. they go out and protest and uh, one thing that my mom would say a lot is that – and that's one of the reasons why I say, like, it has to be planned because it, all it takes is one per- – like you said, it takes one person to do some stupid stuff, and then that's where the camera going to go. The new is going to run to them, ask them what they're doing, get everything they're doing, and miss this whole bit of organization behind them. They only show – Miss it, the like, they just show meaning of speech. it all. They, they miss the whole meaning. And I feel like um, – and even before everything hit the fan this year, regular things, like when you, whenever you saw – Any kind of, you know, report of a black person doing something versus a white person doing something is always two completely different media coverages for a black person. I can go. And y'all know how I'm always suited and booted. I'm suited and booted right now. And if I was to just make one mistake and go down there and steal something from a gas station, they're going to find they're going to be done. Had to make up some picture of me, like in a hoodie or something, because I don't even wear hoodies. They're going to have to Photoshop a, a picture to put on the news. But a white person mm-hmm. who ain't never a suit in their life can go and they can kill 15 people at the gas station and they're they going to find the cleanest Sunday's best to throw on the news and say, a disturbed right. child did this, that, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and the news and, and the media is so biased and I really hate it. I really do hate the media. I don't even watch the news. I don't even watch it because it's too mm-hmm. much mess. You do better just to find your own stuff and just re- do your research, honestly. Because it's just yeah. a mess.
1: One thing that I will say that the news um, has been very good in keeping us informed on is the status of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We're, we're dealing with our presidential election coming up and we're dealing with mm-hmm. um, racism and everything in the middle of one of the biggest pandemics that we have seen in years.
2: And, and let's, um, say, let's say this, the pandemic, it ain't over. It's not a trend. Oh, no, it's
1: far from over. Currently, the CDC is projecting more than 200,000 coronavirus deaths in the U.S. by September 19th, which is only in a couple of weeks. Um, The White House has confirmed that um, the White House race will not, the White House races for a vaccine will continue whether President Trump is reelected or not. So they have confirmed that they will continue to look for a vaccine, regardless of the outcome of the election. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're dealing with all this, you know, things were shut down for a lot of months. And I, uh, I know a lot of things didn't even really reopen until June. And now we are dealing with the issue of schools reopening. Yes. In the middle of a pandemic. Um, many people want to send their kids back Many people feel like they need their kids to go back to school. Um, And a lot of parents don't want to send their kids back to school. I know some of my family members, they're homeschooling their kids because they're they're not sending their kids back to school, whether the county is open or not. I will say I'm actually shocked at my county, my hometown county, Cobb County, Mm-hmm. Cause Cobb County, call them out. child, <laughs> they wait to. I'm just saying, child, Cobb County waits to the last minute to make a decision on anything, and I was shocked that they didn't send them back. They are actually doing online schooling. Yeah, which I was uh, as well as, as
0: in a, lot of, uh, a lot in a lot, as area. well as
1: Gwinnett County, um, Paulding County. Although our neighboring county, Paulding County, has sent their children back. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one of Paulding County's um students, she posted a picture of a lot of students that weren't wearing masks and it got a lot of news attention to the point where she was suspended and then her oh suspension Lord. was later lifted. She received death threats and everything. Um, many from students that she went to school with. It was, a whole, it was ridiculous. Yeah, Simply yeah. because she posted a picture to make people aware that you're sending your children back to school and a lot of them are not wearing masks and your county doesn't care. They don't.
0: Yeah, with me, I've, I've been torn from the beginning. Not necessarily that I think that the virus is not real, anything like that. I think the virus is very real and everybody should be taking it. Very
2: alive, very
0: here. But, um, and I'm kind of straight in the line here. Let me actually, never mind. <laughs> We're going to cut this part out, never mind.
1: Because as of August 27th, there have been 260,590 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Georgia. That's just in the state of Georgia. That's not even talking mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. the U.S. Exactly, exactly. What we need to be mindful of, as we
2: come back, well, we are already back in Columbus at school. There are live COVID cases at school, and they're going on right now. But also be mindful of who you hang out with and what's your mindset. Are you hanging out with people who want to go out, want to catch it? Or are you paying attention to the rules in place where it's like, yes, stay in your dorm. These online classes aren't online classes so you can be lazy and not do anything and not go to classes. They're in place so they can keep you safe and that you can learn from a distance at your own pace or with your Zoom classes.
1: Yes, and um, I will say, I think our experience is a little different where, let me pick my words very wisely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I wanna be clear I'm not in any way saying that this virus is not serious and this isn't a real issue. Let me be very clear. That's not what I'm saying, but do I understand the point of view of some of the parents who they got six and seven year old kids that they don't want to keep at home because if their kid is at home, that means they can't go to work and provide for their kid and Mm -hmm. you can't call a babysitter because you're concerned about the babysitter and who they've been around. And if they've got it, I can understand that point of view. Yes, where our, when our parents don't have to worry about that. We're grown. Even if we were still at home, we can watch ourselves yeah. take care of ourselves. Right. But I do understand right. the point of view of the mom, or even I can understand the point of view of the single mom who's got an elementary school age kid, and she can't stay home and watch her kid and make sure that her kid is doing their homework and doing this and doing that. But she also doesn't want to leave her kid with a stranger who might have been around other people that you don't know so i mean i do understand the point of view of some parents where they would rather their kid be back at school because at least if their kid is back at school they're taken care of to some extent extent yeah but i will say i don't necessarily agree with schools being open
0: Mm -hmm. for me i think that it really is i I feel like part of the risk (laughs) falls to the person Um, cause like, I I feel like for like elementary school and things like that, it is a lot harder to reopen. I feel, I understand the need completely because for a lot of parents, it's hard, like they're not teachers, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not entirely sure how each school is doing the whole like online learning thing. But a lot of parents are really struggling trying to teach their kids because they're, they're not teachers. Um, but my, my thing with schools opening, especially on the higher level, I think like, um, certain high schools and then like especially on the university level um for high schools it's hard because a lot of them are overcrowded i know my alma alma mater is overcrowded so them going back would be an extreme risk risk yeah um but i feel like for college a lot of the risk falls to the person and that's why the school has put policies in place and at the end of the day you got to make smart decisions i mean that's really what it, it boils down to because just like me and you and uh us going to class that's the same as you know an adult going to work they go to work, right. they have to make sure that they, they have to go to work. You know what I'm saying? And when they go to work, they just have to take care of themselves. Make sure they got their mask on, they're using hand sanitizer, they're wiping stuff down. Because at the end of the day, that's what they have to do. And it's, at the end of the, it's their risk.
1: And because right. I'll tell you, a lot of people talking about as far as the whole mask situation, talking about you don't wear the mask for you, you wear it for other people. Child, please, I'll be honest, I wear the mask for myself. I ain't worried about the rest of y'all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i'm just gonna be honest My I'm not, like i'm not wearing i mean not that i don't care about other people because i do but i'm not wearing the mask to benefit the person walking on the street shoot i'm wearing a mask to benefit myself cause i don't know what the person walking on the street got
0: right well now with, right. the, with, the, with the way the science has been explained uh the masks don't really stop you from getting it. It just stops you from spreading it. So even if uh, the person walking I want to keep
1: my germs mask, to myself, and I don't yeah, want that, no germs getting that's all up in you.
0: Want, is that you're keeping the germs to yourself. Um, they don't really keep them off you, though. And there's been a lot of con- a controversy about masks also. Um, I saw a post up Ooh. and it actually did tickle me. Um, so it's basically, it, it had a list of masks that are mandated for different things. Like if you're working around, like smoke, or if you're working around uh, different chemicals or even if you like our spray painting and stuff like that, the masks that are used for that. And then it had a little paper mask that they're using for the deadliest virus on the world. You know what I'm saying? And it's been a lot. of, And it t- I'm not going to lie. It, it tickled me. It did tickle me. Um, <laughs> and I feel like with the mask, they do provide a lot of protection, but it's not end all be all. The mask is not a, yeah. a shield that's just going to keep the corona away from you. That's why I say you gotta make sure you're wiping down your surfaces when you're coming in, in and out your classes. I'm um, actually i promote if you go into any of your classes on um, campus. This is kind of like CSU specific. So for everybody, in the community, this is for CSU people. But when you walk into your classes, you will see a spray bottle and uh, paper towels in the back, so you can wipe down, mm-hmm. your CD, wipe down your desk. Uh, they want you to you it's you know your choice to wipe it down coming in. I would wipe it down. You know you don't know who was there behind you. But they also really encourage you guys to wipe down when you leave as well for the next person. Um, that kind of stuff keeps people safe. You know what I'm saying? Because you wearing a mask is great. But if you have it, you have your mask on. But if you sit in a seat and you put yourself all in the seat and on a desk, then the person who's sitting in that same seat, they might end up getting it. You know what I'm saying? So make sure that right. you're not just wearing your mask and make sure that you're still washing your hands and using hand sanitizer, wiping stuff down. Um, and even face shields. Face shields are actually very effective in uh, permit, preventing the spread. I haven't seen any on campus yet. But face shields, I've seen a
1: couple of professors with them. Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen a lot of professors because they yeah. like communicating with yes. students who may um, need like, lip read and things like that. But face shields provide a lot of protection as well. So look into those as well. Um, that also and I
1: will through. say um, for the students that, you know, they do their grocery shopping and everything, you know, every now and then I know um, Clorox has made a statement saying that they are going to have a shortage of wipes up until next year. I do know that they have made that statement. Yeah. So, but lie, there are right here. I got off. Right, there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there are, there are off brand alternatives. So, you know, um, just because you may think they, Oh, they probably don't have it. You know, if you're in grocery shopping or whatever, if you're in Walmart or Sam's club or whatever it is that you shop, you know, just peek over there in the cleaning supply section, because I know that stuff has been, you know, slim pickings lately. So, you know, just pop over there every now and then. Cause you never know. Cause shoot, my family member, they were they were able to find a lot of like Clorox alternatives, like wipes and sprays and everything. Mm-hmm. They were able to find a lot of alternatives.
0: Yeah. And, and if you can
1: try make- to get there early. Yeah,
0: yeah all you gotta make sure like- you're using is uh what is it? Um alcohol based. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure exactly the percentage <laughs> you need. It has at least 60 percent alcohol. So as long as you have anything that's alcohol based, then you should be fine as far as hand sanitizer and uh, wipes go,
2: Yes, because it might be nice to see the the name brand, but there's always something else that could help. Just the same.
1: But yes, um, main thing that we want to plug is, we just want everybody to be safe, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you can, mm-hmm. please wear a mask. Yeah, please definitely. wash your hands whenever you, t- like, I wash my hands every time after I cook, after I eat. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, leaving a classroom, I like run and either wash my hands and make sure I got hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. If you're able to find some hand sanitizer, try to keep some of that on you. Yeah. I keep I keep a hand sanitizer in my bag and I keep one, you know, in my car. So if I'm going through drive through or something, I give somebody my card and I take it back, wipe my hand down because somebody mm-hmm. else just touched my car and it's like, you know, just little things, which in all honesty, I kind of feel like we all probably should have been this more concerned about Jones Honestly, before. This is just,
0: <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of it is basic pra- practice. You use a band we band
1: should have band. been like this, but it's good. better late than never.
0: Yeah, better late <laughs> than never. Better late than never. But, um, but yeah, it, like Lauren um, said.
1: Mm? Ooh, one thing I definitely do want to plug. Um, If you can get something from Walmart, something that I personally have been doing, trying to keep, you know, my immune system healthy and everything um vitamin c mm-hmm. vitamin d um yep. zinc you can get the little emergency um packets that you put in water yep that yep. stuff is really good for keeping your immune system healthy and you know trying to combat colds and stuff because we're in the middle of a pandemic but also yeah, flu, flu season, season is, is right around it. the corner
0: yep mm-hmm. so sure keeping your immune system up one thing that i use is called cmos um, you can look it up um you can put in like your tea and coffee and stuff like that and it has mm-hmm. tons of minerals that are great for the body. It has so many benefits outside of just immune support um that you guys can look in. I could talk about it later in another episode. But we do need to wrap up for today. Um this was a great discussion. We talked about some um stuff with the election, we got into the pandemic and you know, the racial state of the country. So I think this basically
1: the last six
0: months of all of our lives. Honestly, that's <laughs> yes. summarized everything. Summarized, <laughs> summarized, um, we summarized quarantine, as I put it.
1: So now one, w- we're, we're caught up so that we can talk about stuff for the semester. Definitely. Yes.
0: Um, so you guys, like I said, I hope you guys are adjusting well to being back on campus and you guys are enjoying your classes, um, whether they're online, hybrid, or um, in person. Um, but as far as from Black on the Proud team and Cougar Radio, we really welcome you back and we want you guys to be safe and have a wonderful semester.
1: Bye. So, Bye, y'all. Yeah,
0: we are, we are. black on the Prowl was produced with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 wcug cougar radio and the csu department of communications department chair dr gibson dr bruce gets is wcug's faculty advisor you can listen to this show and other shows on 88.5 fm tune in or soundcloud